Happy Saturday to anyone who is listening. It is Saturday afternoon. And this is the very first actual episode of One Brick at a Time. Remember, this is a show where we go over personal growth without any judgment of anyone's failures. We realize that failures happen, but we don't let them stop us. Um, I am your host, Hales Bells. If you hear any noise in the background, please just know that I do have two cats. I live in a loft apartment, and it's very hard to get your own space away from your cats in a loft apartment. That being said, today's episode is going to be more of an introduction to who I am. Um, it's not necessarily a quote-unquote get-to-know-me like you would see in, say, YouTube videos and whatnot. It is more of a get-to-know-me as far as my life journey, my personal growth, and you can see how far I've actually come. Um, while I was writing out all the things that I needed to hit as far as high points, it really struck me that I have come such a long way in just the last nine years, um, and it... Uh, it's, it's kind of an emotional roller coaster. I do want to go ahead and add that. But with as long as I know this is going to be, um, then I would like to go ahead and just jump right into it. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. So I started this all the way back to when I was 17 years old. I feel like that was a big turning point in my life. And I felt like that was the best place to start. I started this at 2012. I was 17, I had turned 17 in 2011. My first job came in March. I was working at a fast food restaurant. Many of you will know the fast food restaurant named Fazoli's. It was a really good job for someone who had never had a job before. I had amazing managers to work with um, and met some really amazing people through there. Now, I started this job my junior year of high school and I worked there for quite some time. I've put in a lot of time at that job. Through 2012, I hit my senior year of high school. That was in August. And I met the man that I'm currently with in September. The end of 2012 wrapped up by me turning 18 in December. So from what we can recap in 2012, it wasn't anything super... It wasn't monumental, to be honest, um, other than, you know, meeting him and starting my first job. And the other two things were just minor um, and nothing that I can consider to be exceptionally, you know, they're not exceptionally large parts of who I am today. Um, you know, anybody who makes it to 26 has obviously hit 18 and I really hope that anybody who makes it to 26 was a high school senior, though with the education of those around me, sometimes I question. That being said, um, let's go ahead and hit 2013. I would also like to preface this by saying in 2011, my junior year is when I actually had my first vehicle that was given to me. So do know that through all this, I've already had a vehicle. So no significant part of that includes me gaining a vehicle. Um, so 2013, I'm 18 years old and in January, I pick up my first pack of cigarettes. I remember walking into the Shell station where I bought that first pack of cigarettes. I walked up to the counter, looked the cashier dead in the eye and said, I want a pack of cigarettes. That man looked back at me and said, what kind? And at 18 years old, as someone who had never 
bought a pack of cigarettes, the first thing that came to mind, and one of the worst things that came to mind, Marlboro Lights, please. And uh, his face, okay, yeah, sure. Obviously, I'd never done this before, and he could tell that, right? So, worst decision was ever picking up a pack of cigarettes, but if I was going to do it, Marlboro Lights was not the place to start. Um, not much happened between January and May, um, really just me being a high school senior. May, I graduated high school. Well, I don't think my graduation was until June, but nonetheless, I left high school. So I ended up with some grants. Um, I had a merit scholarship actually to Tusculum College, now dubbed Tusculum University. And they offered me so much money, which when I look back, honestly, for what the cost for one year at Tusculum, $35,000, and I was offered eight, 8000 um, <laughs> wasn't enough to even put a dent in the price of school there. That being said, they offered me the money. I was excited to go. It was a beautiful campus. They did things one course at a time, 18 days. To me, that seemed great because I could focus on having a job, a social life, and school. Or so I thought. So I thought. Um, college, I, I ended up taking a job at um, at a restaurant. It was a, uh, a sit-down, uh, full-service restaurant. It was Fats, actually. I've met some amazing people through working at Fats, and that was one of the most fun food service jobs I've ever had. I can't say most fun because there's other jobs that top, like not necessarily top it, but can compete. But I'd say, you know, I had some of my friends in college because I lived in a house um, with, it was eight girls, eight guys. It was uh, basically for people whose parents made a little bit less. And it was kind of like a big sorority fraternity together. It was, oh my God, it was so fun. And let me tell you, it was a recipe for disaster because so, so much partying, so much drinking. That was the uh, first time I had ever been introduced to smoking weed. And it literally, I was not able to balance what I thought I was going to be able to balance. So rather than schoolwork and social life, it mostly was work and social life and school fell to the wayside. Um, that leads us into 2014 where I actually was kicked out of my last class for not showing up. So I lived from April to like the first couple weeks of May in my uh, room and finished out the last bit of that semester. I wasn't going to class, but I didn't leave until the end of the year. So I just focused on working. And uh, it's, it's something that I didn't really tell my parents when I came home. I was so ashamed of myself. Um, that being said, I came home and, you know, I tried to get a job um, back in Kingsport. Preferably, I mean, I, ha I did actually go back to my first job at Fazoli's, but I was looking for something else as well so that I could, you know, support myself. And I was also looking into going to ETSU while I was here. Um, I remember I got some mail, I got some mail from ETSU at one point. And I remember my dad had got it. And I don't remember the exact play, play-by-play -play of that day. But I do remember that that was the falling out of me and my dad. Um, that was in 
June, July of 2014. I would say it's probably closer to like beginning of June. Um, yeah, that was, we had a falling out and I ended up leaving my dad's house and crashing on my mom's couch for two months, two, two and a half months. Um, you know, I luckily was able to repair my relationship with my mom that we had had a struggling, rocky relationship prior to the uh, time frame that I'm starting here. But we were able to repair it before, and so here I am couch surfing at my mom and my stepdad's house. Um, it was at that point that I was working so, so hard, and I saved up about $2,000 in the couple of months that I was there, and I ended up getting my very first apartment in August of 2014. Now, this apartment was, oh my god, this apartment was terrible. It was so awful. It was 700 square feet. I, I don't ask me how I remember. I really don't. I guess it's just, it was so bad, it's always going to stick out in my mind. Um, I lived on Dale Street in Kingsport. And if you know anything about Dale Street, that's not a place you want to live. It was right after a shooting that made the news. Um, and I moved in like a couple months later. It was, the outside was so full of trash just everywhere and it was really sketchy. It was not a fun time and, um, uh, but you know, it, it, it's part of who made, it's part of what made me who I am today. So having that life experience was, uh, was definitely something. Um, with August, me getting my first apartment, um, this is where me and the person who I'm currently with and have been through this entire time, this is where he and I started talking. Um, he had helped me move into my first apartment and I was initially looking at him as a roommate that fell through and he never moved out with me, but he did help me move into my apartment and we started talking slowly and surely as the first actual person I had talked to since being out of high school. The whole dating game and the whole talking to people thing is not really my strong point and uh, it's it's pretty obvious. So <laughs> we move into December. Um, not a whole lot happened between August of moving in and December. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, my first apartment and honestly a few years into it, there's a whole lot of my life that is a total blur and it, it's almost non-existent that had I not been able to go through photos, I, I don't know that I would remember certain parts of my life. And that kind of scares me. Um, but that being said, um, so December, Matt and I part ways, um, decide that, you know, nothing's, nothing more is going to come of it. And we part ways. And this is where I do something really stupid. I opened a credit card. It was a Walmart credit card and the credit card company that Walmart initially had before they switched banks gave me $2,400. Um, at this point in my life, I was taking Adderall um, when it was offered to me. And the night I got this credit card, I was hopped up on some Adderall. Um, I hadn't slept and I'm pretty sure in total that night I ended up taking six Adderall. Um, it was, it was a time, let me tell you. Um, so we moved past that and me getting my first credit card. Now, once again, as I said, Matt and I had parted ways in December. So come around to 2015 and it's January. 
I have a new set of friends that I'm inseparable, that were inseparable. Um, it's two people that I worked my very first job with and that's how I met them. Um, one of them, I, I will only go by first names um, or you know what, I won't even go by names. I will just say initials. Um, S, S was the dude of the group. K was the other chick. Um, so we, all the time, well, okay, won't say all the time just yet, but in January, we got our friend S high for the very first time. He had never smoked weed before, and let me tell you, who, you know, it, it just, the way it hit him made for some of the funniest first memories of that. Um, so we spent a big portion of January just hanging out and smoking all of the time, um, S, K, and myself. And from, and this was probably, say, mid to end January, so it's probably literally been about six years ago around today's date, if, if we're going to be honest, but, um, so then we slide into February. Now, February, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is the day that me and the person I'm currently with started dating for the very first time. Um, I will never forget how he looked at me, bedhead and all, because I just woke up. He slept on my couch. No, he slept in the chair in my living room and I slept on my couch. And my friend S slept in my bed because at that point, anybody was allowed to come over to my apartment. Everybody had a key and we just, we were literally living our best lives, so we thought. Um, we were all the time, you know, getting high every day. I mean, every day between S, K, and myself, it would be, we would buy an eighth a night, literally every night between the three, like each night. Oh, it's your turn to buy an eighth. It's your turn to buy an eighth now. And that was ridiculous. Um, and I look back on that now and I'm like, oh my God, I've come such a long way as a person. Um, but we were, you know, just smoking all the time, playing video games, Beatles rock band, um, and spending stupid money. I was just blowing money on the stupidest of shit. Um, and really, 2015 has, I will say, 2015 is one of the biggest blurs of my life, sadly. Um, I remember Matt and I getting together, and then literally anything after that is just, wow, is such a blur. Like I said, if it wasn't for having all the photos that I have, I'm not sure that I would have memories of it. So that's why 2015 is a pretty short segment because, like I said, we just spent 2015, quote unquote, living our best lives. So we thought, and in December, I turned 21, dangerously, because that's where I can now legally purchase alcohol and it's less of a pain to just walk into the liquor store and buy it myself. So that brings us to 2016. 2016 was a very difficult year. Um, I, in 2016, had hit such a wall of depression that I would just start crying for no reason. I would, I would just feel so heavy, such heaviness that n nothing, just nothing would make me cry. And it, it just every day, every singular day, um, I absolutely hated life. I up and just quit a job. And I've never done that. I had no backup. I had no plan. I just said, nope, I'm done. And I, I had no money, no savings, no nothing. 
all I had was a maxed out credit card and which was maxed out from stupid enough cash advances to A, pay my rent and B, to buy drugs. Wow, look at me go. I'm such an achiever. So I had a maxed out credit card, no money, no income coming in because I was so depressed. I wasn't even going to work that last bit before I just up and quit because I was so depressed. Um, and at this point in my life, I was considering ending it all. Um, I don't want to say the word because I don't want my podcast to be removed, but you know, I, I was considering just ending it all right then and there. And I remember coming to my mom and, you know, I said, mom, I, I'm not in a good headspace and I'm at the point where I want to end it all and I can't be on my own. And my mom let me move back in with her and I'm so glad that she did because I would have A, been homeless if she had not. I could have just ended my life and I wouldn't be here today had she not. And I I would say that that is probably the lowest moment of my life and thus far. And I'm so glad that I hit it so early on because I, I don't know what I would have done if I would have hit it much later on. But right there from the start, just getting kicked right in the butt from the get-go. And yeah, just, I moved back in with my mom and I lived in her basement and I ended up back at my very first job at Fazoli's. Um, so I will accredit my mom to saving my life in 2016 for letting me come back to live with her. Um, and she will never know how grateful I am for that. Um, and everything else that she's done for me. So I'm back at my very first job of Fazoli's. However, you can't survive off of part-time minimum wage. That's impossible. Um, you can't even survive off full-time minimum wage. So I ended up with a second job at another restaurant. And the thing is, is I can get 25 hours at one job, 25 hours at another. And, you know, that's a little bit more than full-time. So it's not full-time pay, but it's bringing in some cash, um, which is better than nothing. So that that's 2016. I also want to say that 2016, I met some real bad people, some really bad people that I had became friends with, and I didn't realize that they were bad until a little later on. That about wraps up 2016 because honestly, the first little bit is mostly the most memorable um, is the massive depression and moving back with my mom. Um, everything in between kind of just, once again, another blur, um, another life blur. But um, so coming into 2017 was a little bit better of a year. So this is where you know, I, I would say as adulthood, 2016 was me starting at the very bottom of the hill, the very, very bottomest, the pit of despair. And 2017 is where I start to climb the hill one brick at a time to build myself. So 2017, I accomplished something that I didn't know that I was capable of, and that was becoming licensed as an insurance agent. Um, I became licensed in life and health, and property and casualty I tried much later on, much more difficult, was not my thing. Um, so yeah, I, I got insurance licensed, and 
I, you know, found interesting career through being licensed with insurance. Um, but what really hit me that year of 2017 was this was the big breakup between me and the person I'm currently still with. Um, if you get whiplash from me telling you all about that, I would completely understand. However, once again, we don't judge on mistakes or failures. Um, we only look to be positive here and know that everybody's story is different. Um, but I'm not calling he and I a failure. I'm just, um, I wanted to reiterate that before moving on. So August was the big breakup. And I'm still living with my mom at this time. However, it's coming to an end where I can't live with her for much longer. Um, I felt very safe there as, you know, I, I was, I didn't want to get back out on my own. I didn't want to fail again. You know, it, it just, it was scary. And I know that sounds really completely stupid, but, you know, you I've already failed once. I don't want to fail again. You know, I'm 22 years old at this point, And it's like, oh man, so... In August, no, not August, I'm sorry, in October, late October to early November, some of the bad people that I talked about meeting in 2016, we decide, let's move in together. It'll be a great, great idea, great experience for us, uh, you know. We can afford a lot more if we work together, and the jobs that we were working at that time was a better source of income. So we found a two-bedroom house, and it was... One of the most beautiful little houses um, ever. It was it was so cozy and, you know, we had a huge kitchen. It was literally everything I could have asked for. We had, you know, a garage. We had a yard. And for $600 a month and then our utilities, it was very affordable because we were paying about $500 a piece for everything. Um, well, that... You'll, you'll hear more in a second on that. But this is where things begin to get bad. So I would say things didn't get bad until December. Yeah, yeah, we didn't make it very far. December. Um, it's at this time that my roommate was, you know, he had told me before that he had quit drugs, Suboxone, uh, Subutech. I'm not real sure the difference. I just, one of those. Um... Well, he was back on drugs or had just never been off of drugs and was really good at hiding it from me. He was not paying bills. Um, he would leave the money on the refrigerator for me to pay bills knowing that I had two jobs and didn't have the time. I would wake up, go to one job, have about an hour break, and then go to my second job. That was actually in December. So rolling out of December into January um, of 2018, I should say. But, you know, I mean, it started getting bad in December he just he was not paying bills I would have secret meetings with our landlords to pay my half of rent so that at least the landlord wasn't mad at me um my roommate I didn't know this but was stealing money um he stole money from a neighbor who told me about it out of her car he ended up stealing money from his job and getting fired during this time as well my uh, my current partner and I on and off again um whatever so rolling into 2018, like I said, you know, it's, uh, it's getting worse. He's continuing to get behind and behind and behind on bills. And the bad part was is our gas, electric, and water 
all of those were in my name. Every single one of them. That being said, he had the ability to pay on every single one of them without me. He was added as an authorized user to our gas account with Atmos. He, all he had to do was go down to the water company, well not the water company, but the city, and tell them what address he wanted to pay the water at and they would take a payment. As for his electricity, we got a physical bill to the house and he had the account number. All he had to do was go to one of those places that lets you pay it and all he had to do was fill out a little thing, hand him the money, and it was paid. So granted, they were all in my name. There was absolutely no reason why he was not able to pay those bills himself. So to this day, I still owe a couple of companies, a couple of utility companies money because I'm not paying his half and there's just there's nothing to do at this point. So, um, so in March is the final straw. He is to be kicked out per the landlord, not per myself. And the landlord let me live through March, thankfully, um, because like I said, I was meeting with him secretly, giving him my rent, being like, I don't know what's going on. Please talk to him. I can't get through to him. Um, so I know that April 1st, I got to do something, right? Well, my mom had found a trailer for me. And it was a very nice trailer. It was a three-bedroom, two-bathroom trailer out in the middle of nowhere in Fall Branch. I would have had about three acres to myself. It would have been a barn. It would have been a fun, fun time. Well, I had to move in with my mom once again. But this time it was a temporary thing because the trailer was going to be ready in May. I needed a place in April. So my mom talked to her landlord. He was like, yeah, that's fine. Just for a month, it's cool. All right. Well, about halfway through April of 2018, my mom finds out that the person who was going to be running the trailer to me falls back on their word. Oh, crap. I'm in a situation. <laughs> so this is where I looked so hard, so hard. And I just Craigslist, Facebook, Craigslist, Facebook. I mean, anything. And I finally found something. Um, and at this point, I really couldn't be super picky, but I was back to living in downtown Kingsport where I, you know, my first apartment was. So here I am. And this apartment is, it's kind of cool. Um, actually it, it was a loft style kind of like this one. And you know, it, once again, it wasn't super nice. It was very ghetto to the point that my neighbors found people in the stairwell, the outside stairwell going upstairs, shooting up heroin at like five o'clock in the morning. So that's about the level of nice that my apartment was. Uh, you know, there, there was a point where somebody had tried to pick the lock and broke the tool off in my deadbolt. And when I went home, I literally could not unlock my, I couldn't unlock my door because there was a lock pick in my lock or whatever it was that they tried to use to break in. So, that's that's the area I lived in and that's the level of crime that happened and it was yeah but you know I, I have to say overall it wasn't a terrible place um it was me a much older guy a middle-aged guy and a dude who was a little bit younger than I was but you know th that summer is uh you know once again my partner and I had split ways and I spent that entire summer being a drunk hoe. I, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. I was a drunk hoe. I would go from one bar to the next to the club. I, I mean, I, every 
Thursday and every Saturday. Every Thursday and every Saturday. I would spend $50, $60 more sometimes a night just getting drunk. Bright side was, I didn't live very far away from all these places I was drinking, so I could either A, walk, or B, have an Uber take me home, and it was only seven bucks. So I don't even know how I was affording all of this as well as my bills. I really don't. See, 2018, I remember things happening. It's not a blur like 2015, 2016, and parts of 2017, but 2018, my finances were a blur. Because at this point, I still have never saved a single dime in my life. I mean, I had, but as an adult, I had not saved anything, you know? So I don't know how I was a server waiting tables. And here I am spending, like I said, you know, uh, let's see, $120 a week on just alcohol at the bars. I mean, that's ludicrous. I mean, I'm really ashamed of that. So we're looking at $120 worth of alcohol, not to mention the $30 worth of Uber rides. We're talking $150 a week and all my bills were still paid. That's really the miraculous part there. Um, so 2018 did get better. So like I said, this went on all summer. Um, and then this amazing thing happened in July, I want to say. Now, in July, I had somebody who found my um, Instagram, or maybe it was my Facebook. I'm not real sure. I do have one of each that's dedicated literally to the, the crap I put on my face. And when I say that, I mean, you know, stage makeup, Halloween makeup, as well as, you know, just everyday stuff, but it's typically dedicated to, you know, the stage and horror and gore makeup that I do. So I had somebody who found my page and was really interested in doing a shoot with me for a magazine submission. Um, and I was like, oh heck yeah, that's, that's super cool. You want to shoot my makeup and I'm so here for that. It wasn't even about me. It was about my ability to do makeup and that somebody was so interested in it that they wanted to submit it for a magazine. Granted, it was for their photography, but they liked my makeup that much. And so we did the, we did the makeup um, photo shoot. I'm not real sure of what happened with that submission. I'm going to, I'm going to guess that it wasn't chosen um, only because I never heard back from it. I mean, I've still talked to this person, but so July, after the photo shoot, Matt re-enters my life, um, my partner, my whatever you want to call him, that's that's who Matt is, um, re-enters my life again, and then we hit September. September, <laughs> September I get offered a job through the insurance professionals group that I'm part of because of my insurance license. So I take this job and I'm so stoked about this job. I entered this and they were very aware that my insurance background was only in life and health. And they knew that they were predominantly property and casualty. Now, if you're not an insurance buff and you don't know what that means, so life and health insurance, you're, you're learning more about obviously life insurance, health insurance, annuities, IRAs, that kind of thing. Um, so life insurance, I'm sorry, not life insurance, but health insurance and life insurance as well as investments. 
Um, and that's kind of, you know, investments in securities. And, and it's not something that you're licensed to do, but it's something you learn a bit about. Um, now, with property casualty, you're looking at homeowners, renters, pet insurance, car insurance, all that good fun stuff. Um, and that's a lot harder to get. But <laughs> with that job, I was hired on and seven days, seven days later, I was fired from that job. I was asked to resign because I was, quote unquote, too timid. I was basically like the front desk guy because a job I'd come from previously, I was the office manager for that financial firm, that financial group. Um, and I was asked to resign because I was too timid. And yeah, I, I signed it gracefully. I left. I didn't cause a scene. But in my head, I'm thinking, well, yeah, it's kind of hard to be confident in a world of things that you have no idea what you're doing. Not to mention, I'm very socially awkward. So trying to get me to, you know, it, it just, it was a bad time. It was such a bad time. So I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't terribly upset about it because I did still have another job. I was still a server at the time. Um, so that was my part-time income. That aside, I remember that very day because this was at about lunchtime, right? That very day, I am dressed in September, so it's still hot as hell in the South. I'm dressed in a blazer. <laughs> I'm dressed in a white button-up. No, 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 no. It was not a white button-up. It was a white tank top. Um, it was frilly and whatnot. Black blazer. I was in um, dress pants. They were like some gray slacks and some flats, some pointy-toe flats. Um, so I was, I was dressed pretty nice because I went through a phase where I spent a lot of money on dress clothes, right? Because why not? I was able to afford it between my hourly pay at my day jobs as well as, you know, my server pay at night. So I go out and I had 50, 50 copies of my resume made at Office Depot, Office Max, which I think it's Office Depot. Um, I had 50 copies of my resume made. I walked door to door. I parked my car downtown Kingsport and I walked door to door and I passed out resumes to every law office, to every insurance office, to every bank, and to every real estate office that I could find. To every single one of them. And I know you're thinking, wow, that's really excessive. Yeah, well, I was in desperate need of a job and I had an insurance license I could use. So I <laughs> literally 50 resumes and it, it bewilders me to think about it now. It really does because I had a manila folder and like I said, door to door, my feet hurt. I was so sweaty that I'm pretty sure there were yellow pit stains on the white shirt when I was done. I hit the ground running that day and I will say that that is probably the first day in my life that I really realized how hard I can work when I need to. Um, at no other point in my life had I just realized that. So that actually ended up turning out pretty great for me um, because I actually got a job based on doing that. Um, I'm pretty sure the guy felt incredibly bad for me because of everything that had happened. And I remember turning in my resume to him and it was a lawyer. I remember turning in my resume to him 
and he pulled me into his conference room and we sat down and we talked for every bit of an hour and I remember that day I was kind of upset that he pulled me in and talked to me for that long and then said thank you bye and I was like man that's a valuable time that I could have been passing out more resumes to somebody you know and so here I am, I was so upset. I was like, man, you wasted half of my day. Well, it wasn't half of my day. It was half of the, half of a day I had because I had about four hours. Yeah. So I'm like, man, come on. You just wasted so much of my time. But turns out he calls me the next week, like a Monday or whatever. And I'm still doing my server job. So I got days, you know, I'm good. I'm working nights at my server job, make more money that way or whatever. And he calls me and he says, you know, I do need some help. So he called me in to basically be his front desk receptionist lady. And it was supposed to be just for a few days. And then a few days turned into a week. And then so on. And I remember I was so worried because he was trying to get another girl in there to work as a legal assistant. Um, and I was really afraid that I was about to lose out on this really cool gig. Um, because, you know, I found some pretty cool gigs along the way, and it, it always impresses me that I've been able to find certain opportunities. And this was one I was just not willing to let go of, because I was like, man, I work for a lawyer. Like, how cool is that? Um, so I ended up, uh, there was another girl who got hired on as well, and he decided to keep both of us. And let me tell you, I almost wanted to cry when he said he was going to keep both of us. I can tell you right now, I undersold myself as far as my pay because the other girl got hired in and was making a lot more than I was. And uh, it was because she had a college education, not in the field we were in, in a completely different field. But because she'd graduated college, he paid her more um, and let her do more. And um, that's fine. That was fine. You know, it's whatever. I was working two minutes drive from my apartment and 15 minutes walk I would say another reason I know the time to walk is because I've walked that far for a parade because I didn't want to deal with the traffic so that aside I uh you know it was great um you know at this point I'm still drinking I'm still having a little bit of party well there's something that happens beautifully enough this lawyer can't pay me or the other girl cannot pay us and I'm like hey you know I have bills I have bills that are due uh so he didn't really seem to care he'd rather spend his last three dollars on cheddar rounds than he would to make sure that she and I got paid um I remember that conversation and how upset I was with her I was like man he's really gonna spend three dollars on cheddar rounds that's a dollar fifty each for us but here he is spending money on food um and it, it just, it really upset us. So I started looking for other jobs. Um, I know I've been called a job hopper in my life, but you know, sometimes it's all about chasing the dollar and not necessarily, it's really about what's going to better you personally. And I know that sounds really, you know, not stupid, but it's like, well, yeah, obviously, duh. So whether I'm looking for something that's closer to home, even if it's making the same amount or more hours or better opportunity, I have changed jobs a lot. But this one was unacceptable, man. If I'm working, I'm getting paid. <laughs> it does not take a lot to make me mad when it comes to that. So I go to a different law office, and I know that they have an opening because they told me. Um, I was under the assumption they had an opening for two. However, the opening was for one. Now, I told another person who I thought was a good friend about this position, and when they interviewed her and told her it was only one position, she said, great, I'll take it. 
she lived at home. She had, she was in school. She had two jobs at the time. She quit school, quit both of her jobs and took that job knowing that I was living on my own and had a job where I was not getting paid. I wanted to cry and that right there ended that friendship so fast. So fast. I do not like being stabbed in the back. And that's how I felt was that I was stabbed in the back. So yeah, here we are. And uh, that was all in November, closing in on, you know, holidays and stuff. So here we come up to more holidays, December. Matt and I aren't talking again. Once again, I understand the whiplash. It's fine. Um, But at this point, I was going on dates. And that's, that's weird. That's really weird to think about because I saw this guy at a bar and you know had recently been left and I was like damn and (laughs) I I don't know that guy caught my eye and uh nervously traded numbers with him and uh you know it didn't go very far I mean we had a few dates understandably ghosted I was like well he didn't ghost he you know was like I'm talking to other people and I was like okay I mean we just went and hung out I'm, I'm not mad about it so like I said, you know, and, and continuing to drink still, um, the amount of times I put, Hey, still drinking as notes on here is ridiculous because 2018 was a lot of alcohol, a lot of alcohol for somebody who had been 21 for a couple years already, but neither here nor there. Um, so very end of that year, I joined Planet Fitness as a, as, (laughs) as, confident as I was at the beginning of paying that money to Planet Fitness that I was gonna get fit. Oh my god, I stayed fat for a minute. Um, I did not go. I thought it was, you know, good idea in my head, great concept, and uh, yeah, no, definitely not. Um, So that wraps up 2018, and uh, I promise we're almost done. I just, it's really, like, I just, I feel like I owe it to people to tell you how far I've come before I give advice on how you should try to, you know, grow as a person. And I I feel like that's owed to people. Um, So we hit 2019, January, and there's more of not getting paid. And let me tell you, at this point, I'm just about ready to punch this man in his face, okay? I remember there would be times he would come in and he would bark orders at us. And I'd be like, I'm sorry, but you don't pay me enough or at all to be barking orders at me like that. So, whew, that had me real heated and really about to punch a 70-year-old man. Just saying. So, (laughs) it was at that point that I was looking for another job. And I was, like, pretending to work out. And you're like, wow, what does pretending to work out mean? And it means that I would like jog around in a circle in my living room while watching TV and eating really unhealthy. So yeah, um, even though I had a gym membership, right? So <laughs> that was uh, that was January is pretending to work out because it was a new year, new me, right? Yeah, no, we, we don't do that. It's never, it, you can become a better person at any time of the year. Preferably, I start on Mondays, but it doesn't have to be the first of the year. I know, it's like, well, it doesn't have to be a Monday either. Okay, but the organization in my head will not allow me to just start something on Thursday. Who's like, no, no, I just, I can't start things on Thursday. We don't work that way. So, February, 
I started a new job, thankfully. A job that paid me. <laughs> That's, uh, that was the biggest thing, was it was a job that paid me. So it was, uh, it's pretty chill. It was uh, Monday through Friday, eight to five, like I just had, which was great. It was an easy job, very easy work. And what killed it was management, man. Like management is make or break in every job. Most of the time, management is such a make or break deal. Um, but I'm still at that job for right there. And uh, so March, I start going to some concerts um, with a very, with a guy who's my dad's age and who really thought he stood a chance. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. If you were old enough to be my dad, it's mm -mm, nope, nope. And um, I would say around March or February of 2019 was the first time I ever felt extraordinarily uncomfortable around men. And I'm, this is not a, this is not one of those all men deals. It's really not. So before you hate on me, it just, at that point, I had had an influx in like friend requests on Facebook. I'm talking like over 150 and all DMing me like, uh, all the stupid shit that men say and, um, you know, commenting on photos and all that stupid stuff that they thought that they had a chance. It was so cute. They really didn't. Um, and there was a couple of them that ended up, you know, texting, whatever. And there was a couple crazy ones. And I'm like, wow, I've talked to you for three days and you're already showing signs of being crazy. Way to go. Thanks for telling me up front that you're a crazy psychopath. And I decided there was a couple of them. And, you know, Matt had come back into my life as a friend at that point. And I told a few of these people, I was like, I, I just want you to know that no matter what happens, I'm still going to be friends with my ex. And, you know, these people are like, <coughs> What do you mean? And I was like, okay, well, I've known you for four days. Four days because we're the next day, right? No. Um, I'm just throwing out random dates. But nonetheless, so I, I'm, I'm telling these people, I'm still going to be friends with him. You know, he and I have been very close for the last few years, on and off again, whatever. But I'm still going to be his friend because, you know, he's been there for me as a friend at the least at this point. And I can't just cut off a good friend. You know, relationship-wise, things may not have worked out at this point, but we still were friends. And that's where I at least wanted us to stay. But these men have the audacity to be like, well, if you're going to talk to your ex, then I guess we... Okay, then bye. Would you like me to show you the door? Or do you know your way out? I'm so... Mm -mm. So that ended real quickly with all of those guys. And uh, then once again, the back and forth with Matt and I started again. Um, which was the on again at this point. Um, so we're in March and I had had it at this point with my apartment that I was currently in. This is the loft, the downtown Kingsport loft. And I'd had it, man. I had had it because I'd had two, two roof leaks. My AC went out. My water heater went out. Mind you, the AC went out in June through July 4th. The water heater went out the next day. And the roof, once it leaked, oh my god, I'll never, I will never forget this. I just got home from a long double on a Sunday as a server. And if you've ever been a server and you've worked a double on a Sunday, you know, you just want to come home, you just want to lay in bed, and you just want to go, like, you just want to sleep. You just want to sleep. Like, you want to eat, do whatever it is you do, drink, smoke, whatever, and then you just want to go straight to bed. Okay, so that's what I'm trying to do, right? Trying to get in bed. My bed 
was soaking wet. And I look up and you can see where my ceiling has dripped and drenched my entire bed. I had never been so livid. Entire mattress is soaked. All right. So I flip my mattress off the frame and I sleep on the futon because I had a futon as a couch at that point. And so let me, uh, I did that for a couple days. I had to sleep on the futon until the uh, mattress was dried out. You know, I took all the stuff off of it, you know, all the bedding, the blankets, the sheets and whatnot, and let it dry out by itself. Because I, I mean, how else am I supposed to dry out a mattress? I can't take it outside. Somebody's gonna steal it. I live in the ghetto. So, um, well, I guess you can't say the ghetto, but I definitely did not live in, you know, <laughs> the nicest of places. So, with that being said, I had had it with my landlords because they didn't care about stuff. I had had it with the apartment itself at that point, the amount of problems and their lack of care. I found a new apartment, which is actually where I'm currently at today. Um, so I've been in my current apartment since middle of March of 2019. Now this apartment has its ups and downs, but mostly it's ups. There's very few things here that have irritated me and nothing enough to make me want to move at this point. The only thing that's made me want to move is honestly just space. Um, you know, it's great for just me. Um, however, with Matt, this is, this is not a place that we could live together. Um, but that's just because I have a lot of stuff, not a hoarder. I'd have a lot of stuff though. Um, so moving here, middle of March, and then in April, uh, about, a, about a month later after moving in here, Matt and I decide, hey, we should actually start using that Planet Fitness uh, membership that I've had for about five, four or five months now, um, you know, and actually get my money out of it. So we started going to the gym and it was great working out with him because he had worked out in the past. He had been buff as hell and I was like, all right, so I can at least listen to him and know what I'm supposed to be doing. Great. Now... I started that out at uh, 180-ish pounds, and I say 180-ish because I honestly, I know I was in the 180s, but I can't give you an exact number, um, so I started that out. I quit smoking, um, which was great, you know, improved my health, um, saved me money because the cigarettes I smoke are very, very expensive. Um, I was working out five to six days a week. I, and I was so addicted to going to the gym that if I missed a day, I had anxiety that I was going to immediately lose all my progress overnight. Like, I knew, rationally, I knew that that wasn't going to happen. However, irrationally, my anxiety was like, you're going to get fat again overnight. And so missing a day, like, gave me panic attacks. Um, so it didn't happen very often. But the couple of times here and there that it did, I about had a full-ass panic attack. Um, but you know, I was really into watching what I ate and, you know, I was eating so healthy. I was meal prepping and I was loving it. Um, drinking at least a gallon of water, if not more a day. And I just felt so good. So, so good. Um, and I was so proud of myself, but around this time also was my job was sucking, um, which is the job I had spoke of earlier. It sucked. Like, the job itself was so easy and so decent. Um, you know, the company was okay. Um, I didn't have any major complaints other than I was taking a vacation that year. And the time I needed off for it was gonna be unpaid. What a pain, right? 
So, like I said, biggest thing, biggest factor was management sucked so bad. And I mean direct management. I don't mean like the the higher, higher ups. I I don't know those people. I didn't know those people. Um, I did actually end up in one of their offices. I I did end up in our um, operation manager's office, um, funny enough, because the, uh, my supervisors were like, you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. Oh, you don't think I'm doing anything? At that point, I did stop doing stuff. I was like, okay, you think all I do is talk at work and I'm not productive? Even though you can see my numbers, I'll show you what it's like when I don't work. Yeah, that got me taken to her office. I didn't care though. So <laughs> at that point, I just, you know, started not coming in. And I ended up in her office a couple more times. I won't even lie. Um, but I didn't really care at that point, you know, like that job just really, like I said, it was management, man. And so um, I ended up uh, applying for a different job right before I went on vacation. I got the job because it's where I'm currently at today. Um, and we're talking, you know, I applied eh, probably June of 2019. Um, and I started in July of 2019, but we'll get to that in a second. So, you know, as we're coming closer and closer to my vacation in July, I start going to work less and less and less and less. And I'm like, listen, I got my money put back for my rent. I don't really care if I have spending money while I'm out here. So I actually took out a loan um, for spending so that I could kind of repair that credit from where we talked about me maxing out that credit card earlier because I never got paid, by the way. So <laughs> this is the start of me trying to work on my credit. Um... So we get to July, about to go on vacation, and about to screw up all that hard work of working out and stuff, because, you know, I just didn't for that week, because it's vacation, right? I managed to get down to 164 pounds before I went on vacation, and let me tell you, it may not sound like a whole lot, but I could definitely tell a difference in the way I looked, and just, you know, 15, 20 pounds difference in my face alone in my face alone was enough to just make me want to cry happiness, guys. Um, and so I, I loved it. Um, but then I went on vacation. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so I go on vacation out west. Um, you know, we fly out of Atlanta to PDX and hang out with my family in Washington. And um, while I was there... I bought myself some edibles, and uh, I definitely had some Washington State edibles. That was very fun. Um, 10 out of 10, but 0 out of 10 do not recommend eating about half of a bag the night before you have to get on a plane because going through PDX security, I had never been so paranoid in my life because I was still super high. Um, so there's that. So I get back from vacation in out west. Um, I start my new job, which is, like I said, still the same job I'm at today. Um, but what really happens in July that's an even bigger turning point. Really, July of 2019 was such a big turning point. It was me working on my credit. Um, it was me going on vacation out west past the Mississippi. I'd never been that far. I, you know, started my job that I'm currently at. But I met up with my dad and my sister and my brother again. Um, my little sister and my little brother. Um, I've got two younger sisters. One's my stepdad's, one is my dad's, um, and my brother. And then for the first time ever, I got to meet the little five-year-old, he's now six, 
little six-year-old bundle of joy who calls me butthole. <laughs> and, uh... So, after meeting up with my family in July, not a whole lot continued to happen throughout 2019. Um, I continued to not be healthy um, because I just... Trying to work 1 to 10 and be healthy was, it was hard, okay? It was very difficult. Um, and I just really spent a lot of good quality time with Matt, which, you know, was very good for my mental health. And um, I was very here for it. So, you know, we just got some good quality time in. And uh, then 2020, the year we all loved, rolled around. So, <laughs> in January, um... Some people that I work with had enough faith in me that I should be promoted. And it was a lateral promotion, so there was no pay increase, but it was, you know, more responsibility. And, I, you know, whoever thought that I was good enough to be promoted, I really appreciate your faith in me. It means a lot. But at the same time, I, I don't know what I did <laughs> to make you think that I was worthy enough to, you know, be put in that position over others. I'm still very grateful, but at the same time, I'm like, Man, I didn't do anything special. I <laughs> really didn't. Um, I really, I don't know. Um, I once again, I'm I'm super grateful um, because it's you know put me where I am today. But I still question what it was I did that made people go, yeah, her. Um, so I was trying to you know with that, I was trying to be healthyish as much as possible, which wasn't really working out. I was like, hey man, let's you know Matt, let's go back to the gym and spend some time in the gym. We didn't really do that. We half-assed it. I won't even lie. Um, I tried eating healthier. I was trying to, you know, juice. I, I wasn't on like some juice cleanse or anything, but I was juicing some fruits and vegetables so that I could get more fruits and vegetables into my diet. Um, obviously, I wasn't taking all the nutrients, which, you know, I've, I've learned a little bit more about that now, but it was... What I was doing with the juice is I was, um, we, we bought a juicer for like uh, 20 bucks at most at Ollie's. We split it 10 and 10. And um, I would juice uh, a fruit one and then juice like a veggie one. Um, and those were like my pre-workout is what I would use them as. So that I could have like a little snack before the gym, a little energy um, without it being something terribly unhealthy. So that's what I used the, the juicing for. Um, but then the pandemic hit America uh, at, you know, March-ish. I, re I remember March was, you know, basically our big turning point in America of the pandemic, the toilet paper shortage and all the craziness that has still ensued. Um, so around in April, um, uh, where I'm currently at, they allowed us to continue to go working from home. Well, there were others that we were slowly rolling people to work from home. Um, I ended up going home in April, which was great because I had to figure out my situation anyway because I don't have internet at my apartment because the only internet here, the only internet offered here where I live is crap. So I don't want to pay for crap internet. Um, so I just use, you know, my phone hotspot, which is not enough to work off of. Um, that being said, you know, where I currently am, they gave us a huge significant raise and, um, you know, that was, that was really awesome because that helped me in these next few months because 2020 wasn't a terrible year for personal growth for me and that's really exciting. So 
come May, June time, I was uh, trying to eat healthy once again. Um, I'm so terrible. I'm really terrible at like trying to I had it figured out that first time and then since then it's just been an uphill battle. Um, but I bought myself an Apple Watch and uh, because I could afford one. Um, I could afford to add it to my phone plan and finance it. And what I love about my Apple Watch is all the benefits you get out of having an Apple Watch. Um, so I, I still am in love with my Apple Watch and now it's almost addicting to try and close all three of my rings on my Apple Watch a day. Um, what I was able to do with my job giving me a raise and with, well, all of us, giving all of us a raise, I was able to save uh, bukus of money and especially, you know, I didn't have to spend money on gas because, well, my gas budget used to be $30, no, $60 a paycheck, $30 a week. Well, $30 a paycheck, was, I mean, that's an extra $30. I mean, that wasn't all that I was saving, but I mean, that's 30 extra dollars for gas. Um that I can use towards something else, which was great. So then I'm, you know, I come on to a, a way of eating called carnivore. Um, it's like keto, but like extra extreme. And when I say that, I mean, you're literally only eating meat and animal byproducts. So you're only eating steaks, pork chops, bacon, um, chicken but fattier parts of chicken so you're not doing the chicken breast as much as your chicken thighs chicken legs chicken wings and it's you know it's a no carb diet really is what it is um the very few carbs you're going to get are from your dairy intake if you do heavy whipping cream you know cheese and I was more of a dirty carnivore and I say that because you know I still drink coffee things like that with the heavy whipping cream um so that was, and that was a really easy diet to stick to. Um, it was so simplistic and so straightforward that it was so easy to stay on track with that. The issue was, it's a little pricey. So I up front bought a crap ton of meat. And this is like the height of the pandemic. So I guess, you know, maybe like the second wave, because I, I know it's been a couple of waves. So I'm trying to time frame it because this year just kind of, you know, with quarantine and everything, this this year's time frame's a little messed up. I'm a little off on things, but it's not a blur like it was in the past. But so I, I go and I just, a freezer full, freezer full. We got ribs, we have steak, steak on steak on steak. Um, and, you know, just a meat lifestyle. But it all came crashing down to a halt. Because in late July, early August, I I didn't get tested, but I ended up with the Rona. And so I had the symptoms like can't taste, can't smell, which by the way are the weirdest sensations ever. Like to lose those two senses in your body, but you could taste that something was like if I ate a piece of chocolate. I could taste that it was sweet, but I couldn't taste the chocolate flavor. I could taste that, you know, something was sour, but I couldn't taste that it was like blue raspberry sour. And it was so weird. And same with smell. When I lost my smell, it was beneficial because when Matt farted, it wasn't as bad because, oh my gosh. On another note, I remember when I first realized I couldn't smell, 
I grabbed a Bath and Body Works candle. I no lie, grabbed a Bath and Body Works candle, and it's it's the pumpkin pecan waffle one. So that one, if you know what I'm talking about, is pretty strong in smell. I shoved that candle in my face and deeply inhaled as big as possible, and I couldn't smell it. And that's when I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. I didn't get tested. Um, but my sister and my dad, my dad got tested and my sister was experiencing some other symptoms as well. Um, so really it was just quarantining between their house, my house, um, only because their house was where I was working and I work in their basement, um, which is actually a playroom for, you know, the kids, but it's where, you know, the desk is at and all that good stuff. So that's, that's where I work, um, because they have good internet and that's why I work there. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you don't really want to spend all this money on, you know, 50, 60, 70, $80 worth of a steak run. And I'm not saying per steak. I'm just saying, you know, filling my freezer with that many steaks and not be able to eat it. You don't want to not eat a, like, you don't want to eat a steak and not be able to taste it. Like, that's kind of pointless and a waste of money. So I kind of got off the carnivore thing, which I was going strong on and I loved it. And to this day, I still love the thought and idea, um, which I'm still trying to get back into. Um, but then late August happens and then somebody else was like, Hey, I think that girl should be promoted again. And I was like, what, what am I doing that you guys have such faith in me? Like once again, super grateful. Once again, don't know what I did to stand out like a star enough to be considered for a promotion. Um, so that happened. Um, uh, and honestly, it was, it was amazing to me. Um, it was, it, it was a stepping stone in my life. Um, I had never been in any position of management in my life. And I was just really proud of myself, whatever it is I did. Maybe I should ask somebody, what, what was it that stuck out about me to you? Um, <laughs> but once again, I'm, I'm so grateful for the opportunity and the chance. I just really want to sit down and talk with whoever decided it was, it was a really good idea and be like, so what, what was it that made you think me? Um, still, because I, I self-doubt so much. So there's that. Um, and around this time I realized because once again had been sitting on my big butt that I had hit my fattest self ever, 215 pounds. Holy crap. As someone who is five foot five, 215 pounds should not even be anywhere close to what I weigh. And it's, it's really depressing to think about that. Um, so around that time, while I was riding the high of being promoted, I was also a little bit depressed by some other stuff going on. Probably a little bit quarantine related, I would imagine. Um, but with that, I started to blow through my savings. Um, I had saved up to almost $4,000 from the time I came home until August. So we're talking in about four months. I was putting about a thousand a month away. Um, but it, it just, it, I spiraled out of control and I was buying things to try and make me happy. Um, I was like, I, I bought so much fall decorations to try and make me happy. And I bought, you know, decor just to make my house look a little nicer, like a couch, something as simple as a couch cover. Um, to try and buy happiness and make my house a more cozy and comforting place for me. 
Um, so I know they say money can't buy happiness and I, I know that's exactly what I was attempting to do, but it's because I wanted my house to be a happy place if I had to be there consistently. Um, so I was trying to, you know, cover depression with fall decorations and everything else like that. Um, around this time, I also really started having some new friends, um, some new friends in my life. Uh, there's some of my coworkers. And, you know, so we've, we've become pretty close and that helped a little bit with the depression. I can't lie. Um, however, the depression is still consistently lingered there in the back of my head to the point that I blew almost the rest of my savings on Christmas. Um, I bought a new Christmas tree, things like that, because I wanted to. I felt like I deserve this. I deserve a nice new Christmas tree because it's what I've always wanted. Because I picked out a tree that I have loved for the longest time. Um, and I think that was a big part of it too. Once I got promoted, it was like, I deserve this. I deserve this. I deserve this. I worked hard for this. And uh, so that blew a lot of my savings. Um which, you know, it, it's, we'll talk about that later um, in other actual episodes of personal growth. But, so, you know, savings is gone. And, but the thing with Christmas is what makes me the happiest is, at Christmas is being able to give somebody a present that's wrapped and looking at their face when they open it and they're so excited. That brings me so much joy on Christmas is when people open my presents. Like, let me just tell you right now, when it comes to Christmas, once we're done opening the presents that I bought for people, I don't care. I'm done. Peace out. Like, <laughs> you opened all the things that I bought for everybody. I don't want to watch everybody open other people's gifts. That's so boring to me. I'm like, oh, they opened the thing I knew they really wanted. They opened the thing that I surprised them with. Ah. And then, like I said, once everybody else is opening other people's gifts, I'm like, peace out. I'm done. I'm going to go eat. Um, <laughs> so much so that, like, giving gifts, even for my birthday, um, I hosted at my apartment with my friends, I hosted a Christmas birthday. So I gave gifts on my birthday because, like I said, I love giving gifts and seeing people's reactions when I give the gifts. Um, so that brings us in to current day. And current day is on January 1st, the car that I had been driving this entire time, my very first car, the only car that I've ever owned my entire life, her transmission goes out and uh, she's stuck in first gear. <laughs> so she goes about 10 miles an hour very slowly. It's great. I love it. So, um... So yeah, my car dies and a few days later I did my first big girl purchase which was a 2013 Jeep. Um, it's newer than the car that I was driving. It's not brand new. It's used of course but I've never purchased a vehicle and um, I wasn't able to do it on my own because granted I have brought my credit up so far but not far enough to be approved for an auto loan and because I've also never had an auto loan um, Eastman wasn't very like behind the idea of just loaning to me so my mom tried to help me however she was not able to and my dad um, stuck his neck out on the line for me and I'm very appreciative of him as well for doing that um, to where I now have a, a, a newer a newer vehicle and um, granted it has had so many issues and I just want it to be fixed 
I just want the thing to be fixed completely. It's one thing after the other after the other. And um, sorry, I'm pretty sure that was my cat that sneezed. Um, that or I'm going crazy. So, but yeah, I now have a new newer vehicle and it is paid up until April at this point. Actually, my first payment's not even been due and I've already paid two months worth of payments. Like I'm real proud of myself and paid over those payments. Um, so that's me trying to work on credit once again. And um, now I'm back to trying to work out as many days as possible and trying to eat as carnivore as possible. So that's where we currently stand. I apologize that this has been so long, but I really, once again, felt that if anybody wanted to listen to me talk about personal growth, I feel like they deserve to know where I started and how far I've come. And if you look at a 20-year-old who, you know, failed out of college, got their first shitty apartment in a very bad part of town, and, you know, was using their credit card to take cash advances to buy weed and pay their rent and maxed out that credit card to somebody who now has been promoted in their job and somebody who is working towards a healthier life, somebody who has now been cigarette free for two weeks. I'm not saying nicotine free because I have bought these little disposable nicotine sticks. Um, but I, I just, I feel like I owe it to anybody who's going to listen to me in the future to know where I started and where I have come to currently. So I apologize that the last nine years of my life have taken up 80 minutes of your life. But if you've made it this far, I want to say thank you. Um, I appreciate you stopping in and listening. And um, please listen in the future because segments will be much shorter. I just felt like this is something that had to be put out there before I can start actually giving advice and giving my input on things um so once again happy saturday um i hope everybody has a great weekend once again podcasts will be on saturdays um i'm definitely going to record them on saturdays do my best to upload them on saturdays um i i'm not real sure how slow this process is going to take without me having internet and running solely on my data from my phone um, so we're just going to hope that, uh, AT&T data is, uh, fast enough to upload this, uh, in one night. Um, so everybody have a great Saturday. Thanks for tuning in and, uh, I will catch you all next Saturday and yeah. So please enjoy and peace out.